Welcome to the Pink Tax Podcast, a no-nonsense podcast for millennial women, building wealth and smashing the patriarchy, one dollar at a time, with your hosts, Janine and Tara. Janine. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you feeling since we launched episode one? Pretty good. I think we have had some fantastic feedback and Mm -hmm. I can't believe we had over 100 downloads in under a week. Yeah, I can't believe it. Um, Thanks so much you guys uh, for believing in us and for listening to our first episode and for all your feedback. Yeah. Yeah, so that is why we are actually recording this mini episode in between, I guess, full episodes. We wanted to touch on a couple of things around feedback we've gotten and also, I guess, share how we're feeling because it is so much work Mm -hmm. and so many technical issues around launching a podcast. So we, I guess, wanted to say thank you for being patient with us. We know it took a little bit of time to get our podcast up on all of the different mediums including Apple and Spotify and Google. And if there are any mediums that we've missed that you're hoping we put the podcast on, definitely let us know. You can reach us always on any of our social channels, but you can also email pinktaxshow at gmail.com. And we are happy to answer listener questions on the podcast, as well as address any feedback or take suggestions going forward. Mm -hmm. Or just share any conversations you've had since our launch. Um, I had an interesting one with someone who hadn't listened to the episode yet, but heard that we had a podcast on women and money and started like diving in deep to like actual stocks and like talking about that kind of thing. And it was a dude. And even as I was chatting to him, I was like feeling the imposter syndrome. It was so strange. And it's one of the first times that a fella has initiated a financial conversation with me. And it's something that we talked about in the last episode and that we're going to talk about in our next one about how men and women speak differently about money. And I think that has a lot to do with how we're socialized. So it was, it was interesting. It was an interesting experience. For sure. I think we touch on this a couple times in season one, but it does seem that women are socialized more to talk about money from uh, what they're spending on, if they Mm -hmm. got a good deal those types of things. Whereas men, I think are socialized to talk more about investing, to talk about returns, to talk about how much wealth they have. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think for women in a lot of situations, it it would be seen as bragging. Yeah. Well, and I felt like, I felt as though I wasn't an authority on it, even though I've, you know, studied this. Yeah. You've done the research. (laughs) Yeah. So it was, it was a really strange experience. It was a really strange experience, but I think it had to do with socialization. Otherwise, why would I have felt awkward about it? He certainly didn't. Yeah. And he's probably not an expert on absolutely everything there is in finance or in investing either, because how can you be? There's so much to know. There's so many stocks and bonds and ETFs to, you know, be watching. So there's no way that anyone is going to know everything. Yeah. And he, and he was pretty vulnerable about it and, you know, just but just openly talking about it and I definitely had more nervousness around it than he did so it was just interesting that is very interesting yeah another bit of feedback we had was to maybe speak on what the pink tax is 
Yeah, maybe we should have started with that in episode <laughs> one, but we got too excited around just sharing the financial knowledge and the resources that we've used to help us kind of get our, our money house in order. But mm-hmm. we definitely want to take a minute here in this short episode to talk about what the pink tax actually is. So Tara, do you want to take it away in terms of what the pink tax is defined by? Yeah, so the pink tax is a term to explain um, the higher prices that women pay for similar products or just the additional items that we have to purchase and how they're priced in terms to a similar product that would just be for men. So it's just the difference there. Yeah, so an example would be men's and women's deodorant or Mm -hmm. toothbrushes or razors. If you go to the grocery store or the pharmacy or whatever and you look at comparing those, those prices on... I guess like maybe a per gram basis. Mm-hmm. Cause I think sometimes men's things are bigger, but even with that being said, typically a woman's product is going to be more expensive. Yeah. So there was an interesting study in 2016 by Parsub where they found on average, uh, women pay 43% more than men for toiletries. And they actually like, break it down like deodorant, toothpaste, like those kind of things, um, which is super neat. And we can post a link to that, but 43% more. That's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. And I think like one other thing that costs women so much, I mean, not just one other thing, there's many other things, but tampons and mm-hmm. menstrual products, first of all, have GST charged on them, yeah. which is illegal in my head. So, <laughs> Or should be illegal. It should be illegal. Yeah. So whoever's running, because I know the election's coming up, whoever's running for office in terms of becoming prime minister, I think someone should you know, run on that platform of, you know, making it so, first of all, tampons aren't so bloody expensive. It's like $10 for a small box every month. Yeah. And then you pay GST on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's not looked at as a necessity. Yeah. It's looked at as a luxury good. Like you Mm -hmm. tell me ladies, how many times has your period been a luxury? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It would be nice to see uh, pricing of tampons and as a mom, uh, diapers, diapers in any shape or form looked at as not a luxury but as a necessity well yeah you're not gonna not diaper your child you're some very poor people for sure can't afford to so they do not yeah no Mm. I mean I guess that probably sounded a little bit ignorant but what I meant by that is Mm. you're of course you're gonna if you have Mm. the means you're gonna pay for those things yeah just like you know period products menstrual products you're gonna purchase those things as well we should Mm. totally do an episode on periods yeah, that'd be great. I'm up for it. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> so I guess we've talked a little bit about what the pink tax is. And if you have not, I guess, heard about it before, it is something to start paying attention to and, you know, trying to demand more, I think, from companies, but also from governments. Mm-hmm. I know there was some talk in BC recently around uh, schools having to actually provide tampons for female washrooms Mm -hmm. and there was some crazy uproar about that which I thought was ridiculous because and it was mainly men because they were like why parents should be paying for that stuff why should the government have to pay for that but it I guess to that point you don't bring your own toilet paper when you're going to the bathroom so tampons should be available and the, the number of times where I've like gotten my period when I wasn't expecting it or what have you and been like oh shit I don't have a tampon for all bathrooms to just have Mm -hmm. a supply I think is like the way we should be kind of 
demanding yeah. things go for females. Especially schools and employers. All employers should provide that. 100%. Like, none of this, like, put in 25 cents into that mm. shitty metal coin machine that doesn't give you a tampon or gives you that one with, like, the terrible wooden applicator. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wooden. I think it's cardboard. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I hope it's not wooden. It's, it's totally cardboard. Yeah, the next thing that the pink tax kind of bleeds into... Lots of period jokes today. (laughs) Is the wage gap. So uh, women are statistically paid less in Canada than uh, the other gender. On average, about 75 cents on the dollar. There was a really cool new uh, study that was just done where they found that PhDs have finally reached parity. Yay! Yay! Um, But if you're not a PhD, you're probably still being paid significantly less. Um, You have to look in your industry, that kind of thing. And so when the PhDs reached pay equity or pay parity, is that in like academia and teaching or is that like them being out in the field in like the private sector? Do you know if they're, if they gave any more mm. detail around that? Cause I think that could be interesting. I think they probably have those details in the, the article, in the paper, but uh, I don't remember it off the top of my head. I do remember something interesting where they saw the gap from a man who has a master's degree to a man who has a PhD when they go out into the workforce, what they're paid. That jump is significantly less than the jump for a fem- a lady with a master's degree to the PhD. So the gap is larger from, PhD- or from master's to PhD in terms of pay, but... I have a feeling, um, nobody quote me on this, I have a feeling it was just, you know, a general feedback. It didn't just look at only academia positions. It was like, if you had gotten your PhD and are now in the workforce, what are you earning? Yeah, fair enough. And are you a man or a woman? I think to make it so that everyone gets a PhD is not realistic. So, I mean, it's good. It's a good first step. Hopefully, you know, other levels of education start to follow suit and yeah yeah the biggest gap is for um apprenticeship and red seal so i think that speaks to it too you're making women work so much harder and receive so much more education than men to just have a smaller discrepancy in pay well and i think i've read around you know women getting promoted and getting recognized for good work and men are recognized and promoted based on what employers will think they can offer in the future Mm. whereas for women it's kind of what they have done in the past so we're benchmarked against different things as well and so that's probably why education does have to be so much higher because in a sense women have to prove themselves more Mm -hmm. yeah I think it speaks to that for sure what were some interesting conversations that you had after we launched we got a lot of positive feedback from the people that I shared and forced to listen to the podcast so thanks to everyone that did that how did you force people to listen i just bugged them until they said they listened to it i just text people too much okay you didn't like kidnap anybody and like put headphones on them or anything like that not yet okay but there's a couple of people on my list that haven't listened to the podcast so i will find you (laughs) please don't take that as a threat but also it's a threat did you have any surprising conversations no i don't think so I think people were just excited for us. I know I'll just like say it. There was like a few sound quality issues in our first episode and and we realized that. So please be patient with us. Episodes did get easier to record and they also got easier to edit as the season went on. So they will 
continue to get better and we're still learning over here. This is our first podcast, but we're also looking, I'll put a, maybe a little bit of a call out for people that are interested in being interviewed by us. Season two, I think we're going to bring some, some other voices into the podcast. And so we have a list started, but if you know anyone or maybe you are a financial guru or even someone with just an interesting financial story, we would, you know, love for you to shoot us some information on again any of our social media channels or our email mm-hmm. address pinktaxshow at gmail.com mm-hmm. and I'll also just say that if you get on our newsletter list we are starting to share some subscriber only exclusive content in our newsletters so definitely make sure you do that and otherwise I think we're just excited to talk about you know how money affects women and not only challenges that women go through but there's obviously challenges financially for a lot of people in this day and age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, we're coming at it from the perspective of that we are, like, cis-hetero women, but um, we know there's a wide variety of challenges that we haven't faced that other women face, and we'd love to hear those stories if you um, feel like sharing yours and give us um, permission to either share yours or uh, speak to us. And if you want to be recorded, we'd definitely love to hear from you. Absolutely. With that, I think we'll sign off for today. And uh, we are excited for the next episode to drop this week. And we hope you enjoyed this little update from us. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. As always, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and leave a five-star review. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to share your money story using the hashtag FemFinances.